and welcome to Casting Views, a podcast with myself, Lou, and me, Dan, <laughs> where we take a subject about really absolutely anything and we'll cast some views on it. Um, before we get into the topic of this week's episode, I'm going to pass to you, Dan, because um, I know that you've got a bit of a promo. To we have to another promo from some more friends of ours. This time it's the Talking Smack, that's S-M-A-C, the Talking Smack podcast. Uh, superheroes, movies, animations and comics. Great podcast, really, if you want to get all your kind of like entertainment stuff. And, and so like the last few episodes, they looked at and discussed the, the book of Boba Fett, Godzilla, and kind of like what programs they want to reboot. So, yeah, really good one-stop shop for all things entertainment. So let's hear from them now. Do you love comics, movies, video games, and more? We do too. Come tune in to Josh and our cast of colorful co-hosts on Talking Smack. Available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And we're back. What are we talking about this week, Lou? Right. So our subject of choice this week is ways that we'd improve sports, I guess is the best way to do it. Now, or, or ways that we would change sports to make them more entertaining. Make them more fun, yes. Yeah. Not to say that these are boring, so we're not going to alienate like a lot of our listenership. But yeah, if you, the way I saw it was like, if we had a one-off exhibition, what would you want to see in that sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So if we could turn around and change the rule set just to see how a sport would go, yeah, that, that's kind of what we're doing. Um, I don't know if you want to start with the kickoff or if you want me to start with the kickoff. We might overlap with a couple of stupid ideas as well, I think, um, which I is think inevitable. We'll, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll overlap, right? So I'm having to start. But what I want to say is I the other caveat I've got on mine, some of these will break the sport, but I don't care about that. This is a fantasy a fantasy scenario, right? Because <laughs> some of these, I, I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, great. And then the, the logical part of my brain kicked in and said, yeah, you're going to actually break the fundamental of the sport there, <laughs> but who cares, right? Who cares? So we're bound to have some of the same in football, right? Or soccer. Yeah, yeah, I feel like. The only thing is, we're probably not going to really touch on any American sports. I don't know, because I haven't really touched on anything American in terms of like the baseball, your basketballs. Actually, I did have basketball. Yeah, I've got basketball. I've got some athletic stuff as well. So Okay, okay, fair enough. Well, let's start with basketball then, yeah, and you hear my view on that. Right, go on then, go on then. Okay. So I was thinking in basketball, it could be potentially after like a five minute period or every time basket score, but that could be a bit insane with the amount of baskets scored. So let's say after five minutes, I've got you change the ball used. So it could go from, <laughs> so, so say you score a basket, right? right. You then the next one is a football. Then it could be a tennis ball. Then it could be... Bowling ball. Bowling ball, yeah. I did think about that. Uh, table tennis ball. So mix it up a little bit. <laughs> I actually don't mind that one. I mean, I don't know how the rules with dribbles and that sort of thing will work. I mean, I'm not a basketball aficionado, obviously. But yeah, I actually don't mind that one. I feel like you could apply that to a lot of ball sports as well. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking it should be fine. I mean, I, I, I actually did think bowling ball, but yeah, the dribble isn't going to work there. You probably wouldn't want to be around for the rebound of that, right? So, <laughs> you don't want to be sitting in front row. Well, well yeah. Well, I was thinking like um, a rugby ball or American football, but because that bounce is going to be crazy. Imagine trying to dribble that. <laughs> but you know, after five minutes, it's going to change. I, I think it'd be funny because. Like with a tennis ball, you could probably try to score from the other baseline, right? Or whatever you call it. I don't know. I'm thinking tennis. But because 
It's, it's going to be easier to throw, right? A yeah, yeah, ball. that's true. More accurate as well, I guess, with that single throw. Yeah, I can get on board with this one. I would like to see it done for a single. <laughs> I would watch basketball <laughs> yeah. if that was the rule set. Can you imagine that? Or just every, every game within reason, like, you know, let's take out the bowling ball there, but there's like um, a fancy little wheel that's spun at the start of a game and that determines what ball you use. <laughs> yeah, like the referees go over to the wheel of fortune, smack <laughs> yeah. it round and then all of a sudden it's a tennis ball, it's a bowling ball, it's a... <laughs> or could you imagine if, say you go 10 points behind, the basket you've got to shoot in gets bigger, they, they can make it bigger? Or they lower it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be actually a pretty tangible, decent improvement as well, to be fair. But yeah, I was thinking that if you go behind a certain amount of points, you want to try bring the, bring the game back in. So, yeah, make the baskets bigger or make it lower. <laughs> make them lower. <laughs> no, I like that one for basketball. Yeah, so I know that was quick fire. But like I said, we've eased our, our American listeners in. So hopefully we've got them for the rest of the show now. Yeah, yeah. Now they're just waiting for us to talk about baseball. So we'll save that one for the very end. <laughs> I'll, I'll quickly think of one. Well, I've got cricket. So maybe I'll just change it. It's kind of like baseball, right? <laughs> I, I could, you know what? I was trying to think about cricket and I genuinely couldn't think of any ways that you could make cricket more exciting apart from setting <laughs> stuff on fire. Ball on fire, stumps on fire, umpire on fire. I did have <laughs> fire in one of mine, actually. So let's see, let's see where it is. Um, okay, cool. What, what have you got? So let's start with one. Okay, I tell you what, I've got fighting. So I've got like your mixed martial arts, your boxing, that sort of thing. Okay, and my see. idea, and technically, this kind of does exist around the world. No weight classes. <laughs> okay. So you could just fight whoever you want, and or. Or the other theory in my head is that as long as the person that you're fighting, so let's say you get a big heavyweight like Tyson Fury, yeah. as long as you meet the same weight requirements, there can be two fighters on the opposite side of the ring. So let's say Tyson <laughs> yeah. Fury weighs 18 stone. If you've got two fighters that weigh nine, they can both fight Tyson Fury. <laughs> it's like it's like that, you, those conundrums you hear. Would you rather face like one i don't know like one giant duck or a hundred tiny little ducks or something it's a, it's a similar sort of thing you're yeah saying, a duck-sized so. elephant or an ele- or a duck-sized elephant. Yeah. a duck-sized elephant duck-sized elephant or no, an uh, elephant-sized duck yeah no. something like that <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's something like that i know that that we've been definitely <laughs> because people are going to be like no that's not how it is <laughs> it's but bad yeah. to see <laughs> like could you imagine like a, a a 265 or 300 pound brock lesnar just mauling down on floyd mayweather <laughs> <laughs> or or on two floyd mayweathers <laughs> I, I like the idea of the no weight limit because you think oh man what a mismatch but then it's that classic nimbleness v raw power potentially yeah that's true i mean they do do like these i guess they're considered like freak show fights in japan um and especially in the ufc i think it was pride was the um promotion that they used to do it in and i think if i remember rightly his name was emmanuel yarborough and he fought this tiny dude he was like he was like 500 pounds he, he, he was a mountain of a man yeah and he fought this dude who literally looked like a rake next to him no word of like he actually ended up losing because he hit the floor and couldn't get up Oh, really? So he'd fallen over and then this little dude just starts pummeling his face in and he taps out. <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah, you, I mean, you hit on actually a good point. I mean, you could have a lot of slender people that maybe are able to channel quite a bit of power into punches or, or kicks. So, you know, it's, it's not necessarily about that big brawny or, you know, sort of muscly power, is it? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the thing. It'd be, I think it'd be cool to see because you could also see like fighting styles as, as to who was really, really technically gifted if they could beat someone up that's bigger than them. And then also I thought, you know, with boxing, yeah, I think they should... So obviously, I don't understand the way that the boxing belts work. I know there's WBC, IBO, WBO, fucking AK-47, GTF, all of that bullshit, right? Um, but there should be a title which is like a survival title. So do you know, like you play um, Spec Ops on Call of Duty or you used to play Spec oh, Ops, yeah. so it's like yeah, wave yeah. after wave. Yeah. What you do is you just have to survive a round with as many boxers as possible. <laughs> so after every round, a new boxer comes in who's fresh and then you have to survive that round. And, and the champion of this, this title is the one that survives the most rounds. Yeah, it's like the Royal Rumble, but it's one you, you you have to stay the constant. It's how what number you could get to. So maybe it's a it's a case if you've defeated ten opponents, it, the, the person to take your title is the one who can defeat eleven the next time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's exactly the way that I do it. So imagine Tyson Fury, and you've just got thirteen heavyweights outside the ring lined up to do a round each with him. <laughs> Just to see how long he can go. I think it'd be brilliant. I think any one of the changes would be fantastic. Or maybe if we were doing the two-on-one idea where, let's say, two fighters weigh 10 stone each and then another one weighs 20 stone, maybe it's like a tag team. So you tag in and out. So you're like, okay, I'm going to do three rounds. You'll do three rounds. I'll do three rounds. Um, but yeah, I think better. there's Could so many ways. tag team in boxing? That'd exactly, exactly. Yeah, or, or again, even if we're changing it, like team fighting in boxing. You just go, it's two, it's just a pair of boxes that get in, in their own stable, and they just knock seven bells out of each other. See, the only thing I had, I was toying with the idea, I agree with you, any one of these would work, because I think boxing has got boring yeah, in recent years. It's, it's maybe, Well, I was going to say, maybe it's old man talking, but yeah, you've said it the same. It, you don't seem to have, you, you get the odd one or two that come, come along, like Tyson Fury is a character. Um, yeah, but yeah. there seems to be no either real characters anymore or um, real, for me anyway, box office draws. And let's not get drawn into it. The fact we said in an episode that two, a fight between two YouTubers has got more than any other thing says it all, I think, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, 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 this is true. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I would be happy to put forward any of those. I don't know if, how you get boxing sanctioned. Like if you can just create your own championship and just invite Tyson Fury and Anthony have. Joshua along. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should do <laughs> it. So Frank Warren, if you're interested, um, or Eddie Hearn, if you're interested, give us an email at castingviewspod um, at gmail.com. Um, we'll pitch the ideas to you and we'll see if we can get something in place. Well, I, I was thinking, <laughs> I was toying with the idea of boxing, but I was thinking of, again, a lot of things are going to be about different sizes. I'll let that sit in your mind. But it's um like I was thinking of different size gloves or um different gloves. Like they could have obviously they'd have to be extra padded, but like oven gloves, you could use oven gloves. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like um the big foam fingers you get at, at events. You could have like versions of those. You're hitting people with the foam fingers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or maybe it's like a roulette draw. Like do you know the film Battle Royale. They get um, a bag and it's got a weapon in it. Someone yeah. gets a bin lid. Like someone gets an MMA glove and you get like one of the, um, do you know, toy Hulk gloves from, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you used to get from Woolworths yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, the marigolds that you used to do your washing up, you're slapping people with the, with the marigolds. I mean, that's, um, it's that's not far what... off what the UFC was originally, to be oh, honest really? with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was like fights with people with one boxing glove on versus like jujitsu specialists. It was, it was hilarious. hilarious yeah. So, so, so my contribution, to the change of boxing is yeah different gloves or sizes of gloves as well <laughs> <laughs> boxing would be better off with us 
Yeah, yeah. Right, have you got any more fighting talk? Or no? <laughs> no, I haven't got fighting talk or anything of fighting. <laughs> I've got... I'm going to do a random one here. I had snooker, <laughs> right? Oh, I've got two for snooker, actually. One was each frame, one of the cushions would randomly become like a pinball machine bumper. <laughs> so if a ball hits it, it will just come off at extra speed. Now, <laughs> I was thinking about this, and this is where it could break it. I was thinking you'd probably just then see balls flying around for one of better thing for ages. So it would have to only be active for maybe for 30 seconds. No, maybe 10 seconds, because at the start of a snooker match, there are was, there was so many balls on the table. Chances are, if one starts pinging off at 20 miles an hour, it's going to bounce another one. So I was thinking, yeah. And you wouldn't know at the start of the frame. And maybe during the frame, it changes the the, the cushion, which it is. Because snooker, normally when it's a big event, I can watch a couple of frames here or there. But it's like, it's where they do the snookers and they're so defensive playing. I'm like, yeah. if you if you mixed it up and made like one of them a pinball machine bumper, yeah, that they ain't playing safe with that anymore. So. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing as well, maybe with snooker as well, like bleeding on from the boxing thing. Like there's no more Higgins, no more like Ronnie O'Sullivan is has come to the end of his career as well. Like you look at characters in snooker, there's just nothing knocking about either, is there really? So yeah, yeah, yeah I can get on board with the pinball one. I would just make all of the cushion pinball cushions. Yeah, but then they'd probably you'd break and you'd probably win from the break because everything <laughs> would just go. The balls would just go. You know. I mean, maybe thinking about it, maybe we should also make it more like a pub or a local snooker. So your cues, you have to, they, they take them from one of the local pubs. They're not like the, the professional cues, you know, they're going to be scratched up. Some are going to be shorter than the others. Uh, the table could be scratched up. Sort of beer yeah, stains yeah, on it. Yeah, I don't mind that one. <laughs> Cigarette I've got, ones. I've, I've thought of one with snooker and it's more an etiquette one as opposed to anything else. I think we should let the audience chant. Yeah, let them get so noisy. It's obviously supposed to be silent, but you know, in like yeah. football, for instance, a goalkeeper's taking a free kick. Imagine a snooker player's teeing up a shot, and then as soon as he strikes <laughs> it, you just say, "Ah, you shit bastard!" <laughs> well, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking, if darts can play with basically what amounts to a football crowd behind them, so can snooker. I had one more with snooker, and that was, and this is the first one we're going to introduce alcohol. Was if you lose a frame, you have to take a shot before the next one. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, just, just drinking game snooker. <laughs> yeah, so basically you lose a frame, you have to take a shot of tequila or vodka or whiskey or something. <laughs> you just progressively get more shit as you go along. <laughs> yeah, so that that really has got to... Um, one, it's got, got to focus you on being good, but two, if you, obviously during a match, someone you think you're both going to lose a frame, it'd be great to see like both of them end up totally you know pissed at the end of it <laughs> and like there's going to be more shots digging up the you know the felt of the table than there is in the the cue ball thing is though the darts players do that by choice <laughs> yeah yeah well well snooker they did used to drink they did used to have like pints while they you know while they were playing but it then looked bad so now that now they drink uh, bottled water yeah yeah it's always water in it nothing yeah. else probably nothing else. fresh from a, a spring in a mountain when it used to be pints of Carlsberg. Warm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it then also got me thinking about pool. I don't know if you had anything about pool. No, no, nothing about pool. But you know, they do do professional pool. What I was thinking is, and and this, I don't know if this is a traditionally British thing, so anyone listening sort of over the, over the pond, let us know, is 
anyone from the crowd could stick a pound on the table to challenge the winner. <laughs> you know, like with Tyria, you put a pound on the table at the pub. So winner stays on, but people from the crowd could put a pound on the table and challenge you. Don't mind that one either, to be fair. So, yeah, so how about that then? Would you watch that if either A, they were getting pissed as the game went on, or two, there was a random pinball bumper on one of the cushions? Yeah, I like the pinball bumper idea. I don't mind that at all. I think that one's pretty brilliant, to be fair. Brilliant. Go we're knocking these sporting things. Anyone in the, I don't know, is sporting rule maker a thing? Come follow us. Uh, did you do tennis? No. Do you know what? I was trying to think of tennis, but I just couldn't think of one. So let's let's hear it. Now, I think this legitimately makes tennis better because I think it makes it more competitive. Okay. But it's got to be difficult to implement practically. So... Every time you win a set, wait, yeah. game, set, match, yeah. So every time <laughs> yeah. you win a set, yeah. the opponent, so if you're winning, your opponent's section of the court gets smaller. So you have a smaller area <laughs> to strike the ball into, basically. So by the end of it, it's basically the size of one of the sides of the court, if that makes sense. And that's to help balance the sport out, that is. So what they do is after each set, someone comes out with a new bit of chalk and they come and chalk <laughs> a new area off. And you all of a sudden have a smaller area to aim the ball into. So if you then win the set, does it go back to being normal or does your opponent's side get smaller? No, your opponent's side gets smaller. Wow, that'd be quite that'd be quite interesting, actually. Yeah, because the set is fair enough because it's not like after every game. It's because um, that'd be crazy. They'd be playing on playing. Yeah, on yeah, they'd be playing for they? ages as well, wouldn't they? <laughs> but yeah, I think after every set, I think you could get away with that. Yeah, and that, and that could easily be done because they don't even have to do with the chalk. The 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 lines could be, you know, you could have it mounted on like a roller outside, or, or you could create new grounds and and the lines would just move and restrict with the. Or, sorry, I'm like gesturing. and I So you put your hand up there. It's like, no, you don't need to ask a question. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, for for people, I'm gesturing with my hand up, moving down, like project the lines onto the ground, like Mm, with a computer, mm. and then you can move them shorter. So all of a sudden, Roger Federer is sat there three sets ahead and now can't win a single point because his opponent's box is way smaller. It'd be brilliant because at at one point, you'd have to make sure, though, that you could at least fit the player and the tennis ball in in, in the size of the court if you're getting hammered. Yeah. <laughs> but all of a sudden, it, at the end of the game, let's say both of them were really good. Let's say they're they're equal on sets, and it's it's you've your your how many sets do they play in male tennis? Is it five? It's five, best of five. Yeah, five. And then you have to you have to win by two clear ones. Yes, you do. But then, it, yeah, if it goes to the the fifth one, then it's in a tiebreak, isn't it? Yeah. So if it gets to the fifth one, all of a sudden, you've basically got ba- two tennis players playing tennis on a table tennis surface. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, no, I like this. But what you probably could do is, you know, like in a singles match, the um, the side ones aren't, are, are out, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you start with them as in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you, you get rid of them. One out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that as well. See, I think it's brilliant. I think yeah, you'd get yeah. away with it really, really. I think it would make t- it would way improve tennis. The other thing as well, leading on from that, is again, and this has been a little bit broken with the Australian Open. Did you see anything with the Australian Open recently? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Obviously, you know, and no offence to anybody that does play and or watch tennis. Tennis is a bit of a pretentious <laughs> sport, if we're being honest. It's sponsored oh, like, by Rolex I, I like and Evian. <laughs> like, it's like a very tennis. premium. No, I like tennis as well. Yeah. I think tennis is a brilliant spectator sport, but it is a bit pretentious. 
And I feel like the Australian audiences at the Australian Open, have, well, they've given me this idea, number one. And again, that's kind of where it came from with the snooker as well. I don't know if you know, but the Australian audiences were just going, like after every oh, right, point. Though. Yeah, yeah. And they were making really, really loud noises. And obviously, tennis is always a very calm, quiet and stance. Yeah. So yeah. And I just think it would be, again, absolutely brilliant if the etiquette was broken and people just did whatever they want. <laughs> like you've got like the you've got the British fans with the drums going. Duh, duh. <laughs> the trumpet yeah because it's true i think you know footballers have to take penalties yeah. with eighty thousand people booing them in a football stadium you cannot tell me that the three or four thousand people watching tennis players play can't tee a ball off with someone someone shouting wait till we get to football i've got the perfect answer to that scenario but yeah bring vuvuzelas to the tennis court <laughs> Yeah, Vuvuzelas. God, could you imagine all of a sudden, like, you, again, you just just about to serve and you just hear... <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that is the thing about tennis. It's great because, like I said, it's so quiet. Then after a point in the crowd, no, that's their moment. So they go mad for about those 30 seconds, don't they? And then it's like, quiet, please. Quiet, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone goes, I love you, Roger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, will you marry me? <laughs> But the only thing is, as well, it's a bit like what you said, because potentially you could, again, maybe do it another way. So, for instance, you said about changing the balls in basketball. Yeah. How about in tennis, you change the rackets? So you start with a tennis racket. If you win your set, you get a badminton racket. Yeah. If yeah. you win your set, you get a table tennis paddle. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I kind of had that. I might as well jump lump it in now. I kind of had that with cricket. I've had cricket, you can use different things for bats and different things for balls. So, you, you know, if you're, again, if you're streaking ahead, you could use a tennis racket. No, but surely a tennis racket gives you good leverage. See, I feel if you're making the sport more interesting and fun, you want to give that to the opponent that's losing. Yeah, but a tennis racket against a cricket ball, that could be yeah, fun. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's just turning around and saying you've got, you have an exhibition where it's cricket, but you aren't allowed to use any cricket equipment. So somebody comes with a, a T-fowl pan instead yeah to tee off yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that sort of thing or it's stuff that the audience will bring <laughs> actually no do you know what something's come to mind for me for for tennis i'm thinking more about kind of w when i was a when i was younger because i used to love playing tennis but what kind of rules could you introduce to help out and it's like maybe two bounce rule you can let it bounce twice or you can hit it as long as it's still bouncing so you know you might have missed it someone's aced you but if it's hit the back and it's still bouncing as long as you can get under it to hit it back <laughs> maybe you can do that until it's like until it's literally stopped bouncing you've got until that, then to hit it that reminds me of do you know um table tennis tournaments when they get really into it and there's like people going outside of the arena like barriers where they're sat yeah. like to knock a table tennis ball back <laughs> yeah again i think we've just improved tennis i'd watch anyway <laughs> i'd watch any one of those Especially seeing someone chasing it around, trying waiting for it. Has it stopped bouncing? Has it stopped bouncing? <laughs> and, and maybe make the lines double the size, so there's less less chance of it being out. Yeah, yeah, you got double wide courts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, go on then. What's your next one? Well, let's keep on a similar theme. I've got table tennis. Okay. And I've got that the table rotates as you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Or, or the people do. So imagine that you know, like the, the imagine the table is on a rotating disc. Yeah. Or 
the table stationary, but everything around that is on a rotating disc. Basically, something's going to spin. <laughs> it's either the table or the people. But can you imagine? Could you imagine that? Like, like you said, because they're so great that they've got to the, you know, the table. Then at some one point will be wider than it is longer for you. So you're trying to trying to hit it back. So it doesn't matter then ultimately what side of the the net is going to bounce on. Take the net away. Hell, take the net away. What's the, what's, <laughs> the net's just stopping the ball, right? <laughs> You've just got people just levering ping pong balls at each other. Yeah, or you then could also then mix it up with maybe replace it with a dining table or <laughs> a snooker table. You know, there's so many possibilities. Why hasn't this been done? Or again, like I said, even in terms of the bats, you can just turn around and be like, you have to use something that can come on your person. So you've got someone using a trainer, someone else <laughs> turning around. Like I don't know if you've ever seen that video where it's those two guys that have linked that video and they're hitting a table tennis ball across from each other. It's really quite funnily edited yeah and then one yeah. of them uses the bottle then one of them's got a toaster right, yeah, and then yeah. another one just throws a chair or something um i mean to, like be, be, to be fair when you see pro table tennis is actually quite you know it's actually quite an exciting sport when you see two pros going at it for want of a better term but yeah i'm just thinking you make something spin and i think it's going to be the table <laughs> you know and then you can obviously um change the speed of that and that might that's obviously going to affect the bounce of, of the ball it's it's either that or you've again i was thinking around changing the ball but i thought i've already kind of done that elsewhere with the basketball so yeah it'd be difficult to find anything that you could use with a uh a table tennis ball as well because i feel like they're quite unique in the way that they're built yeah or maybe they have like it's got to be gentle obviously but they have gentle fans blowing at certain points so they've got to take in the wind factor Oh, okay. that that would be amazing. So let's just say, for instance, you have a coin toss and then a player decides which way the fan blows. So you can either blow <laughs> yeah. it from behind you, from in front of you, to, from left to right, from right to left. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you've got like wind effect. Because, you know, again, if footballers are doing this, I mean, I've been to a non-league game where they've kicked the ball up and it literally hasn't left. Where they've just stayed it. stationary. Yeah, in the air. yeah, yeah it stayed stationary. <laughs> so so yeah, why, why can't it be applied to other sports? <laughs> I love how basically the general consensus in this uh, in this podcast is football's way harder than everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer. Soccer, sorry, is, is way harder than everything else. All right, what have you got? Okay, have you got football? Yeah. Should, we, should we touch football? Let's get football. Should we get football out Okay, there? let's go to football. Now, I feel like this isn't necessarily a rule change. However, I feel like it would definitely... Well, it is a rule change. So... Do you know in ice hockey where all of a sudden a player will barge someone and then they're just like, that's it, not having this bullshit, gloves <laughs> on the ice, helmet on the ice, and they just lamp each other? Yeah. I reckon when players dive, the ref should just turn around and let them get on with it. Yeah. And then yeah. whoever turns around is still standing, you just simbin the one that lost. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is where we will agree that football isn't great in is that a player gets touched. And then they roll, 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 scream, roll yeah. a bit more, look up, see they've got the free kick, stand up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like in an instance where players have gone down, someone should have to go off, whether it's the person that's faked it or the person that's done it. So I feel like the referee should just turn around and allow them the moment to go for it and just let both fans cheer them on until someone hits the ground. Well, that's it. well I actually thought you were going to say just allow fights or dirty play because in the sense of like you see them literally and obviously barge people out the way i'm thinking yeah just just open it up open it up say you know contact sport go for it yeah i agree just 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 sack off the red and yellow cards 
Yeah, yeah. Because there was there used to be um an old like arcade football game where you could like pull players and stuff like that. You pull their shirts or you kick them and and punch them. Maybe 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 that's what we should go to video game football. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I just think that it would cut out a lot of the nonsense in football. I also think less players would dive. Um, are you are you telling me Jamie Vardy is going to dive and hit the floor if he's got to fight Virgil Van Dyke? There's no chance. There's no chance it's happening. So he won't dive. So you improve football instantly. Are you telling me that that um, who's a really who's a really small weedy player? Eric Lamella. I don't like him. Do you think Eric Lamella? <laughs> do you reckon Eric Lamella is going to dive if all of a sudden he's got to fight Giorgio Chiellini? No chance. Of course not. So I think you cut out diving and also you give the fans what they want to see, which is proper contact. Because Chiellini's just got to stand up and be like, well, we have to fight oh, now. That's, that's a sensible one, but it's a sensible one that actually does improve the sport, like you say. So. Yeah, it's true. Like in ice hockey, they genuinely do take their helmets off, knock the shit out of each other and then continue like it was nothing. They're like, yeah. all right. Even it, in rugby, they have fights and then they'll get a yellow card or warning maybe. Yeah. It is frustrating when you let, you're then looking at rugby and they're playing with half an ear hanging off and stuff like that you know and they're just getting on with it or they're being stamped on the head with with, with the boots and they just get up and and, and carry on where well like you said we've seen the classic thing you do you remember the um who was it It was Rivaldo wasn't it where yeah somebody kicks the ball it hits him in the knee and he goes down clutching his face doesn't he yeah I think that was Turkey in the 2002 World Cup I think so yeah, yeah. Th- then you open it up. No, abs- absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. I just think ice hockey style fighting in football. That definitely get the crowd going. Let's say that. But I, I think I think that would work. I think that would work. Well, um, the thing is as well, I feel like it would stop football hooliganism as well because what the fans <laughs> would do is they'd just be getting all of their pent up aggression. The players would be doing it for them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Although, yeah, the, there'd have to be a study in that. Um, <laughs> I none of mine are sensible. So you've actually. Done, well, done the... Football players just actively having brawls is the most sensible. Yeah, just letting them fuck each other up. But is it's, but it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair point. But no, it's actually addressing a problem. That's what I like. Because, like we said, you know, in and of itself, football isn't uninteresting. But this is one, and remember at the start, I said this is going to fundamentally break the game. This one is so. Forget about it. It's going to be for an exhibition, or I don't, I don't want to know how it breaks the game. I just want to know how much more interesting it'll be right is so imagine this you've got let's say Barcelona against Leicester right but before the kickoff the squad line up against the wall and it's like school rules each each manager picks a player from the complete lineup of players so for that game you could you could pick the Barcelona forward and the goalie (laughs) you know you're it's like school and then you'd see who's the most popular or, or who gets left to the end it's almost like a little bit like a draft, but on an individual game basis. So let's say you had a game in the Premier League. Each Premier League, the manager would just have to pick off 22 players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and like I said, I know it broke the game because like, why would a striker score against his team? But like, no, you'd only get paid. This is what I'm saying. This, is, this would be for an exhibition. You'd only get paid if you actually played well. You couldn't like throw the game. But yeah, and it, it would be funny because it would be like, right, which players are obviously shit so they get picked last? <laughs> <laughs> Eric imagine, you, yeah. <laughs> imagine the embarrassment of being picked last. And, Harry and Maguire. Then would, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, that that would that would be really great. It would be like um yeah, you would just you you would just have a complete mix if you had yeah, Barcelona Real Madrid, you could see your 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 favorite sort of striker playing for the other team for that game. Yeah, I like that. It's a little bit like the draft, I guess, in America with like football, like American football, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I just I just think it would be fun. It would it would it would it would make it more relatable to like how it used to be at school, and then make me think. <laughs> well, if uh, if Eric Lamella could be picked last, then it was no shame on me being picked last. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that one. I like that one a lot, actually. Oh, I've got a, fair, a semi-serious one. Right, go on, give want. me a semi-serious one. You know, we hate, like, draws, nil-nil draws. We hate all teams that play negatively to see out a point. Yeah. Right? I've got, if you get, if you draw, you actually get minus points. Ah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, anyone who who doesn't know, if you lose, you get zero points. If you win a match, you get three points. But if you draw you get a point each. So I'm I'm saying that if you draw, you get maybe minus two points, both teams. Yeah, or even if it was just minus a point. Yeah, yeah, minus point. But can you imagine how... Aggressively teams would come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, if someone at the, st- at the end of the season is massively ahead, it wouldn't matter. But at the start, you know, everyone's playing for those points, whereas now you, you want to win. <laughs> do you know what I want to do now that you've said that? I want to go back and look to see if the Premier League results would have been any different or any significantly different if draws were worth minus a point. Because like Arsenal's invincible team, for instance, drew like 12 or 13 games in that season, yeah. didn't they? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like that one. I actually think that that one's actually plausible as well because it's a little bit like the way, I mean, we've got rid of it now. Um, but do you know the Champions League away goal rule? Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit like how that played. Like that was intended to make away teams come out and have the want to get on the front foot because they needed to score an away goal. Um, And we've lost that a little bit now for, again, the Americans that are listening um, in the Champions League, which is like um, Europe's top footballing competition. All the winners of the retrospective European leagues all play each other. Um, A goal that you score not in your own stadium used to be worth more. It used to be worth yeah. like one point one goals, didn't it? Basically, yeah, yeah. It was basically whoever scored the most away go- or the yeah the more away goals because it was seen as a harder thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah. So like, if you drew three three, but you scored two away from, or you scored um, two away from home, and your opponent only scored one away from home, you yeah. would win. Basically, yeah. but yeah, no, I like that one. There's, I like I that mean, one a lot. Yeah, there's issues. You'd have to work out like I'd have to put something in place so if you went a goal up, you couldn't just put all all ten men sort of in the box to stop the uh, the other two scoring. So you'd have to put a rule in. But yeah, definitely if to stop any sort of nil-nils, ma- and maybe it's more if it's a nil-nil draw or you say nil-nil one-one, but yeah, a draw gives you a minus point. Oh, but the only thing, the only problem that I see practically, what do you get if you lose? No, if well, I, I think it's still the same. I think if you lose, you just get the zero point. I've, I've not sorted this out. But the aim is because if you lose, <laughs> if, if you lose, the other team has played better than you. But a draw is often two teams settling for, for a draw. Like in a, in a World Cup or, or the Euros, you'd have to bring in a different punishment. Maybe you add more time. But we've seen teams collude in group matches to get another yeah. team knocked out. West Germany did it with um, like Mexico or someone, didn't they? Or something yeah. like that. Well, I remember it was either a World Cup or a Euros where there was one result in, in a group. And again, I know this because it was Italy was in that group. The the other game in the last game, there was one score line between the other two teams that if it was that particular score, it would have knocked Italy out. And it was that one particular score. And it wasn't like a one nil. It was something like a three, three or something like that. So it will stop, you know, you do that. So maybe you do in a tournament in a knockout stage, if it was, um, if it was a draw, you add five minutes to the game. You you keep adding time because someone has to score. You can't, you can't do a draw. 
yeah i get you so so no so i think you'd still get zero points because you've lost but you've not been negative then you've been negative if you try if you've drawn a match i'd say i'm sure there's ways that you can make that work practically as well yeah unless you oh so here we go unless you've drawn level in like the last two minutes because you can't help that then yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so but anyway now i'm starting to think too deeply about this you get negative points if you draw a game there (laughs) (laughs) right okay I've got one that I think is fair. And technically, this was a rule at one point, I'm pretty certain, in the early days of football. Okay. No offsides. No yeah, offsides. I, I like that. I like yeah. that. You just turn around and say, you can do exactly what you like. Because I think that the way football used to work is like now you line up with like a 4-4-2, for instance, or like it's the most basic formation in the world. But you used to line up with like a WM formation, which I think was like a 3-2-2-3. And right. that was because you used to sit with like more forwards and less sit- less defenders sitting back because it actually promoted attacking play without offsides. Yeah, yeah. Because teams would be willing to lump players forward and that's the way you had to play. I feel like nowadays you'd just make football more interesting. You'd just get great score lines. It'd be like, you know, we see when you, whenever you look at a country's biggest victory, right, it's always 1950s. <laughs> yeah. And that's I- because rules were different. I like that. Do you remember we used to call them like goal hangers at school? That, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah. Like. yeah. I don't care if it gets more goals. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of the offside. The offside rule is one of the most frustrating rules because it's like even now, and I get it's it's if that's the law, that's the law. But it's like now, just a toenail has to be offside. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about those margins, or you've got to at least be able to get a, like a car through the gap. Before someone is offside, you know. <laughs> so, so what they could do is, if if it's ruled offside with the technology, they can make the players stand in exactly the positions where they were, and they get a tape measure, and they measure it, or they see can they get a car through that gap, or or a wheelie bin, or something. I don't know. But yeah, the, the offside, the offside is so is awful. Is awful. See, I think with the off no offside rule and the minus points for a draw, all of a sudden it'd be eight four. Yeah, it'd be yeah. sixteen one. Yeah. It would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, and that's um, it's that's not a silly thing either, but it would actually make it work. Yeah, I, I yeah, think it would work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, one other one that I had, and this was with respect to extra time in tournaments. Yeah. So with the way that it works, for instance, in a World Cup, if it goes to extra time, that's it. You have you play your extra time, it goes to penalties. Yeah. So there's no two legs or anything in tournaments. So what okay. if we turned around and said, you do extra time, but in extra time, in order to make the game more vulnerable to everyone, a player has to come off. And then what we do is a single player comes off every five minutes in the 30 minutes of extra time until you're left with, what would it be, five players or four players. And then... After that, then it will still go to penalties. I'm with you on that because I've got removed players, but I had it under a different way. So I had one of two things. Either if you go two goals ahead, the leading side has a player taken off. Yeah. And I kind of was applying that to American football. I was thinking, what can you do for American football? I was probably thinking the same thing, like two touchdowns or whatever. Or actually linking back to the draw if it's if it's a draw and it says especially if it's a nil nil draw and it's been like that for 20 minutes a random player from each side gets taken off but it's randomly drawn so it could be the goalie it could be the striker yeah (laughs) but but yeah I, I was with you on that that you've got to mix it up somehow and it's either a leading team if they're really dominating has has a player removed or 
if the teams are level at a certain point, there's a button pressed and you get a play from each side, but you don't know which one has to come off. Yeah, I like that one as well. I like that one as well. Imagine that turning around and you've got to take off a midfielder, but your opponents take the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or imagine, you know, you've just signed, say, City have signed Harry Kane for like £150 million and then in like the crunch game, he gets taken off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like, well, you know that there would be certain teams that would be favoured by the uh, the uh, the referees that were responsible for randomly <laughs> selecting the players, wouldn't you? I've I've got two more for football. Have you? Got okay, me? yeah, go on then, go on. Then. Right. We'll hear your two next. I was going to say I don't know. I was going to say I'll start with the least stupid one first, but they're both pretty stupid, I think. But um, well, again, it's for a draw. I think I've really must have been affected by negative teams in the past. You introduce a second football, multi-ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one as well. I like that one as well. <laughs> so yeah, so again, it's got to be. I don't know, there's, if, if there's a period of 20 minutes and a goal hasn't been scored, you chuck an extra ball on the pitch and they're both in play. Hang on a minute. I've got an even... We can do collaboration here. We can do oh, collaboration. Yeah, go, go on, go Let's on. take your Wheel of Fortune idea. Let's say a game goes to extra time. The referee yeah, yeah. spins the Wheel of Fortune and then over the tannoy, the announcer goes, and this extra time will be played with multi-ball. <laughs> or it will be... <laughs> or it'll be losing a man every five seconds or golden goal. Or... Oh, and you know what you can then do? You know, like on Sky or BBC, you've got the red button. You could press the red button to get commentary on, on the specific football. So you could have <laughs> like a pair of commentators doing football A and another pair of commentators doing football B. <laughs> and then imagine like after another 20 minutes, there still isn't a goal scored. Another one comes on the pitch. <laughs> I like that one as well. I like that one as well. All right, so I had that. And and this last one addresses, you You remember what you said about penalties. So obviously in an important match, it goes to penalties and you've got the horrific thing of one team is always taking it in the away end. So you've seen it. You've seen like thousands of fans waving, gesturing, swearing, trying to put the a striker off. And imagine then the goalie, right? He's got to have that behind him. I was thinking... If it goes to penalties, oh, and also you've got like the fun and games, like I'm sure I've seen was, it may not have been Ronaldo, probably do a disservice where they try to scuff up the penalty spot before like a, a penalty and stuff like that. So many factors can put up a player. I think it gets to penalties. The two managers then go into the stadium, like into a, into a room. They load up FIFA with their two teams and they do a penalty shootout against each other on FIFA <laughs> with their squad. So, you know, and then that is broadcast on the big screen in the stadium. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pick fans out of the crowd. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the two managers use their, t- their squad on FIFA and they take a penalty shootout on FIFA that's broadcast to the stadium. <laughs> Actually, no, I like that. I think that's my favourite idea. I've thought about... Do you know what? I've thought about this for many years. That's how I thought it should be done. Or, or do you know what? Again, this is only coming off of the back of your idea. Or, with penalties, because the players haven't been able to settle it, when it comes to penalties, it's the coaching staff. So you've got the physio has to take a pen. The doctor has to take a pen. The manager has to take a pen. Yeah, or they find the, the, the fan in the crowd that's allowed this. Oh, I would have scored that. And you go on then. You're right, you're taking it. But yeah, FIFA for penalties. That's what I've got. So 
I like that one. I've got one more for football. And again, okay, I have to say okay. that this was inspired, I think it was by FIFA like 07 or something. It might have been a PES game, but I can't remember <laughs> specifically. And in that, you could enable like custom modes. So what you could do <laughs> yeah. is, is basically you could put invisible walls up the sides of the pitch <laughs> so that the ball never went out of play. So let's just say yeah. we erected gigantic like chicken wire fences just so that the ball was in play 90 minutes. You had full 90 minutes of football. Because at the minute, when you watch a game of football, the ball's only in play for like 50 minutes. Out of 90, yeah. It's out of real, 90. Isn't it? So yeah, yeah. unless the ball goes in the back of the net, the ball is always in play. Yeah, so it's kind of like, um, basically it's five a side, isn't it? Yeah, but on a, but on a on bigger scale picture. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. have to make the walls like padded and stuff because obviously players <laughs> run quite quick. They're getting barged no, no, that, you know, that, that, no, safe, no, but... no, no, that then links into your first one about the argy-bargy. No, let them be. Let them be tough all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, ignore it. No concrete walls. <laughs> yeah. With spikes, uh, <laughs> like a moat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With catapults either side. Yeah, no, I really like that. I actually thought you were going to say with FIFA that you basically just have loud music playing. You have like Blur Song Two or something playing during the match. Yeah, or someone's custom. Someone gets picked in the crowd and it's their custom Spotify list that's playing over. <laughs> I think we've taken a very good sport and made it superb. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's much more revolutionary. And I actually think that when they're the, the future humans are listening to this in 400 years' time, <laughs> I think that that's genuinely how football will be played. Yeah, so the FA, FIFA, UEFA, is it uh, CONCACAF, whoever, if, you know, hit us up. Yeah, we, yeah. We all know got... that you're corrupt anyway, so we'll provide <laughs> you some cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a revolutionary idea. Take bribery out of football or corruption out of football. Yeah, yeah. Could yeah. you imagine? My God. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the stupid idea of all. It's the least plausible one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what else you got? You got anything else? I've got nothing more for football. No, no, nothing more for football. But let's hear okay. another one then. Right. So I've got one now. This relates to the Olympics, and this okay. one is much more of a general one. So this applies to basically every sport in the Olympics. Okay. Okay. So again, this is inspired by. <laughs> do you know the fact that there's that 15 year old ice skater? If you don't know, and you're listening to this, obviously the Winter Olympics have been on recently. Um, there was that 15 year old Olympic ice skater that was done for like doping, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, well, she was then cleared, I think, because oh, yeah, it was cleared. a mix up or something. But yeah. Yeah. L- let everyone take drugs. Let everyone take steroids. Imagine you've got world record Usain Bolt's 9.38 or 9.47 or whatever it is. All of a sudden, you've got some bloke doing it in 7.4 seconds. <laughs> and they've not stopped running. They've left they've the not, stage. They they get to the stage. They're just absolutely <laughs> hammering it. You've got some bloke on a bike and he looks like Roadrunner going around a velodrome. <laughs> You're going around the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm being serious because we all know that the big, the top tier athletes in a lot of sports all take drugs. I think that we should just make it fair across the board and let them all take drugs and just say, yeah, we want you to take steroids. Why not? I like what you're going for there. I think there'll be some objection from some groups, but I like what you're going. But yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine that? It's like the starter pistol's gone and they've already finished it. <laughs> yeah. But imagine you'd 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 get swimmers that look like fucking jet skis <laughs> in the water. <laughs> There'd probably be no water left because they're, they're, they're st- they're, their arms are so strong and their legs are splashing all the water out. I, I've got two or three, but this is where I kind of really delved into the world of the um, the the totally unrealistic. If any of ours have been before, so, so again, I'm going to start with probably the better one is um, for the long jump or even the triple jump. Well, yeah. I've got the end is they they use a trampoline. So you know, <laughs> so, yeah. 
<laughs> so you know they've got that little white bar that that's what they're supposed to jump off. But yeah. especially, I've got like a little or a springboard. They've got it's a pad of some sort that propels them. Yeah, yeah, I like that one because then you've got people legitimately traveling like 20, 20 feet in the air. Yeah, so you know, like, I don't know, like in Mario Kart, those little speedy square things that you drive over that give you a turbo boost or in a lot of cars, <laughs> kind of something like that. You you hit you hit a trampoline or a, or a little bouncy pad and that gives you a little bit more elevation. Yeah, and I was thinking, I'll put long jump, but yeah, you could technically use that for the triple jump. Yeah, I, th- I think that just make it a little bit more, ooh, <laughs> to, to the sport. Yeah, yeah, I like that one as well. I like that one. I thought you were going to turn around and be like, they're jumping over like a pool of piranhas or something like that. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, I've not gone quite that level yet. yet. <laughs> um, but you haven't heard the next one yet. So <laughs> so have you got anything else around athletics? Or... Okay, well, I've got Olympic sports. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So I've got fencing. Okay, yeah. Right. Now, I think if you're correct, <laughs> if I'm right with the terminology, I think it's called the piste is the thing that they fight on. Uh, possibly I'm I think, it, say, I think yes, that's what it's called yeah. right so I think we scrap that we put it in arena and they can fight wherever they run so they're fighting <laughs> up the stairs next to the audience they're fighting across the judges and it's just whoever scores the first point but you can go wherever you like if you so want to like run away run away film. like a yeah, good, yeah. You know, swinging from the chandeliers so, yeah, yeah put chandeliers up here and there yeah yeah it's basically Jack Sparrow madness at <laughs> yeah. the Olympics yeah nice nice i like that because then yeah. i feel like it becomes tactical imagine blocking with a woman in the audience or a bloke in the audience or the judge <laughs> yeah or they've got to have random staircases so one will be fighting back you know backing up the stairs and yeah the yeah, or you, yeah you put, like, put them in like a um have you ever watched that like um extreme tag or whatever it's called yeah, yeah, like yeah. you put them in an arena like that so all of a sudden, one of them's jumping and leaping over a barrier while he's plunging at someone. I'm making all these gestures again. Like yeah, I was going to say, me. people can't see, but me and Lou are actually fencing each <laughs> yeah, other. We're fencing each other through yeah. our screens. <laughs> but yeah, you've got somebody like diving over a over a steel bar to turn around and, and, and poke someone in the chest. I think that would be amazingly, <laughs> amazingly entertaining. I like that. Yeah, that's the word. Entertaining actually is spot on. Don't get me wrong. I think fencing is actually really quite. I think if you sit down and watch fencing, it's actually a brilliant sport. But I think that 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 takes it top tier. That takes it top tier. I do have one more for fencing. Um, oh, go on, this then, one's go. pretty basic, and this is just no protective gear. A lot more on the line. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, you're like, I actually can't get stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit more fifteen hundreds, I guess. When I saw a picture of fencing, couldn't think of anything because all I thought when I saw it was lightsabers. And now I'm thinking, well, maybe give them lightsabers and they've got to do the sound effects. And the point is also based on if you've made the better sound effect <laughs> when you're swinging it. Maybe it's yeah, maybe it's not just the point, but if you've if you've done a really good vroom sound effect, you get an extra point. <laughs> you're just like right, like your lightsabers, like whoosh. <laughs> I've um. I wasn't going to say this one because I think I must have, this must have been after a drink, this one, but I've got them javelin <laughs> and I've got, <laughs> yeah, no, I've committed now. You either put, and it's also, there'll be then a constructor's bit to this, but you can make a little engine that you attach to it. <laughs> <laughs> to propel your javelin. <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you can add like a couple of wings to it to give it, to make it more streamlined. <laughs> Now, this one, I really haven't thought about it, but can you imagine you've got like, you've got, you can build an engine that can last for, I don't know, like five seconds. So, you know, you're going to have people that could be quite creative with it, or you can add fins to it. But yeah, I thought, how can we make javelin a bit more dangerous? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I'm thinking, obviously, you'd probably have to do it outside the stadium. But I was thinking, yeah, what what could you do to really jazz it up? <laughs> got one more. Have you got any more Olympics kind of things? Or... Yeah, I've got I've got go, one, go on, one go more Olympics. Now, this is for shooting and archery. Okay, now, yeah, yeah. I think that obviously what you've got to do is you've got to score a point in the very middle of the target, don't you? Yeah. But I think yeah. that that's a little bit weak because if you miss, there's nothing that you're, you know, yeah, okay, you've lost your chance and it's been your four years. I think that the coaches should be confident in the athletes that they've produced. So I think what you do is with the archery and with the shooting, you go and tie the coach to the target and the objective <laughs> is to shoot the target but not hit the coach. Like put the apple on his head. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you turn around and say, "Right, you've pinned him." And again, I'm making more gestures. I'm yeah. like, like I look like the Vitruvian man. Yeah. And I just put an apple her. on my head yeah, as well. Just, yeah, because you, know? you, you don't know where, what my where my head is yeah. or yeah. what an apple is. Yes. Yeah, so. And what you do is you pin them to the board, and you get the most points if you don't hit the instructor and land all your shots. And that can be for shooting and for archery. And then your instructor, he's never going to let you compete if he's not confident in you. So you only get the best of the best athletes competing. I like that. And that's what the Olympics should be, right? The best of the best. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we should let everybody take drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I thought you may have, we're going to go along the lines of maybe make it more into like a Nerf gun competition or something. Yeah. No, no, no. I was way, way more dangerous than that. Way more dangerous than that. I like it. Bit squeamish. You might have to have it on a delay. But let's be honest. Is it is it any more dangerous than the luge or the skeleton? Well, you're strapping someone to a target and asking them to shoot projectile arrows at them. Yeah, but they are professionals, <laughs> though. You know, they should they know they should know what they're doing. You know, blindfold them. <laughs> I had marathons, which oh, you know, they do have that in the the Olympics. But generally, I thought, you know, marathons are like in the streets of a city. In that, I had try and make it a bit more realistic. So as you're running around, you might have cats and dogs running around, like a bit of dog shit here or there, <laughs> empty pizza boxes, you know, drunk people staggering around, <laughs> you know, things like that, like Uber drivers sort of <laughs> zigzagging in and out of them, you know, because. Maybe you can, obviously you've got to keep traffic off the road, but maybe you keep Uber drivers or couriers going when you've got the London Marathon. Do, do you know what I mean? Make it a bit more real. You know, you're, you're running in a city, otherwise put them in a stadium. Yeah, you've got cyclists. Yeah, just randomly yeah. like running, running lights. Yeah, you know, people walking their dogs on those long leads. You know, those those attractable leads. Yeah, make it a little bit more like real life. People hooting them or something. <laughs> ringing bells on their cycles as they're trying to get past them weaving and out <laughs> i like that one as well i like that one as well it would make london marathon even more funny if you had people dressed up as dinosaurs and mr blobby all of a sudden <laughs> having to dodge uber drivers dog yeah. walkers and cyclists yeah that, so that, that was it you know avoiding like beer bottles and pizza boxes and i'm not saying that's what the streets of london are like but yeah pizza boxes and empty beer bottles everywhere <laughs> yeah maybe you just do it maybe you do the london marathon at three o'clock in the morning on a saturday morning <laughs> yeah 12 o'clock after kicking out time at the pubs yeah you just got drunk stumbling in the middle of the track <laughs> or, or running alongside you who are you i don't know i saw you running i joined in <laughs> that reminds me again of that video that did the rounds on twitter where it was a guy who turned around and he was just like how did i come out of a rave and end up in a marathon <laughs> and he's just like off of his head <laughs> running down the street with everybody that's got a number on it. brilliant brilliant <laughs> 
Oh dear. Yeah, so, so that was it. I've I've only got a couple more different sports actually. I'm I'm going to drop a couple because we've kind of alluded to them. But uh, did you have any more in the Olympic stroke athletic world? I don't think so. So I'll let you uh, I'll let you take over. Ashley, you had one months and months ago. I remember when because this all stemmed from I sent you a random text. Something sparked my thing about changing football not even thinking of it as a podcast and then you sent something back to me i'm pretty certain it was you about the olympics but you have you don't have trained athletes you get oh yeah yeah oh my god that was the one right okay yeah so with the olympics i cannot believe i've not remembered that (laughs) i thought you were gonna say it (laughs) with the olympics um what you do is everyone obviously gets a team and they everyone has to compete in every event yeah. Every nation that wants to compete in the Olympics has to compete in every event. But what they do is they do a national lottery and everybody that's on like a polling register in the country, they just pick people out. So you go on BBC News and they're just like, and now we're drawing for curling. And now yeah. we're drawing for athletics. And they just pick a name and they're like, day 34 from yeah. Essex. And yeah. then all of a sudden, day 34 from Essex has to do a triple loop de doop triple yeah. spin twist in an athletic in a, in a gymnastic circuit yeah. or whatever bob the builder from basildon does like the <laughs> equestrian sport yeah that, that was it so, so basically everyone who's eligible it's kind of like um a fancy jury service where you could be picked for anything yeah yeah exactly exactly and yeah, imagine if you're, like if you're even a little bit fit you're probably going to win <laughs> yeah think of all the untapped talent that could be found by doing this <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, just anyone and everyone. You open it up and the whole nation is eligible and will be picked to, to be in a, in a sport. Brilliant. It's Brilliant. like the Hunger Games, but you'd want to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to make sure we said that because I, yeah. I, I, I thought that was a great one. At the I time. think that, do you know what it is as well? I think that's genuinely about giving the Olympics back to the people as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. Um, all right. I've got a quick one. I've got one for darts, right? Right. <laughs> and again, it's involved spinning. And I think the board spins around. The board uh, yeah, rotates. I really, yeah. you, you've got a real obsession with <laughs> stuff spinning or rotating. But I actually really like that one. Well, well, I took two out of these. I initially had, you could blindfold them, the dart players. <laughs> or you could, if they lost the leg, they took a shot. But I thought better of that <laughs> with darts. So I, I put the shot taken into snooker. <laughs> That's because they just, yeah, again, so, like we said, they just do it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the dartboard is spinning around. It doesn't have to be going, like, crazy fast. It could be just rotating at a nice pace. But, yeah, that's that's going to mix it up. That's going to mix it up a bit because then they have to start working out trajectory and, and like, speed of the board, etc. Yeah, spin that spin that wheel round, uh, that board round. Yeah, what's it called where, uh, in, in that Modern Warfare mission, was it the Coriolis effect? Yes. <laughs> That's what all of a sudden darts players, not only being 16 pints deep, hitting a board from however many feet away you have to stand, now the board spins. <laughs> can you imagine, because they literally, they are going, and I love, uh, you know, I absolutely love darts, so I'm not saying it's right, it, boys, but I love darts. But, you know, they're always going for the 20, and then if, if that gets blocked, they're going down for the 19s, and then for the, the checkouts, they, they, it's other tops, or it's double 16, etc., etc. But if you're spinning the board round, the person keeping the score, he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to earn his money a bit more. So, yeah, spin spin spinning the dartboard. I've got. I actually really like that one. I'd probably watch darts with that rule. There we go. You've heard it here. You've heard it. Here. <laughs> have you got any more? 
I've got one more sport, I think, that's of slight difference. I've got Formula One racing. Oh, my God. Formula One. Formula One was difficult because I could only think of sensible things that I'd like to change about Formula One to actually make it interesting again. So I was like, get rid of DRS. But then I realised in the context of what we were talking about, I was like, that's got to be a shit point, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, how fucking boring. <laughs> I've got yeah, and so like we said, this isn't about necessarily improve. This is about some fun ideas for sports. So I've got again, this is pretty Speed much. Bumps. Si- <laughs> 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 you just get a two hundred mile an hour straight, and it's just a fucking speed bump in the middle of the track. <laughs> Tra- traffic lights and a zebra crossing. <laughs> <laughs> roundabouts for those over here. Yeah, roundabouts in in the English one. Yeah, roundabout. Yeah. No, oh, I've God. got um. I've got in a similarish vein to football, but I've got, you know, at the moment, like they drive for a, a team, don't they? They'll drive yeah. for McLaren or Ferrari. I think of it almost like deal or no deal. The drivers rock up to the, the, the circuit, they pick a number, and that's the car they get assigned to. Is that per every race or every season? Every, no, every race. Yeah, I like that. So you could still have a constructors tournament, right? Because if you've got the best car, because there's always that argument between it's a car, no, it's a driver. Well, if you're a great driver, you can prove it in a car that's deemed to be a less little bit powerful. inferior. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're a good manufacturer, then if, everybody if should car- do all right in your cars. Yeah. So basically, yeah. every circuit, the, the drivers rock up, they pick a they pick a number, and they get assigned to the car, and then they yeah. still have to go through qualifying, etc. It's just literally, you do not, you no longer drive for a team. You drive, you you are yourself, and you're helping teams every every other week. And you know what? With the changes coming into F1, because they've introduced like a spending cap, haven't they? Right? Everybody, every this could actually work because all they do is in terms of sa- driver salaries, they standardise all the driver salaries and say, you are in F1, you make X amount of million pounds per year. Every team contributes the same amount and you get a drive in one car every season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, or they could, yeah, they could rotate it each each race. But I, I like the idea of the kind of like deal or no deal boxes. You pick, you pick a number, <laughs> you know, that, or a lotto. Or like the football, you start, so whoever's at the bottom of the, the, the driver's list picks first and then it goes that way up. You could do that. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get drivers out of a set team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or again, to make it more competitive, what you do is the the driver that wins the championship one year picks last the next year. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you yeah, could do that. I like I, that. I just think it's that classic, you know, and and there are so many arguments about, oh, well, he couldn't do it in that that car, or you know, it's only because he's driving that car. Well, this will prove it. This will prove it. And the other one it would be a fit one to finish because again it was another silly one but i was trying to make it more like mario kart so <laughs> where they could pick up um power like um you know like a banana what is it the shells or something but you'd have to make it a bit more realistic but yeah where they where they every now and then would get assigned um like a weapon or something an oil slick <laughs> yeah an oil slick it, it, yeah it, it could be something that like an emp that takes out the car next to them for, 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 for two, just for two seconds something like that gives you a nitrous boost for a couple of seconds or <laughs> or you stop them talking to their team or everyone has to part you know go down so you've got like five seconds where you can just drive down the center of the track un, unimpeded so, something like that make formula one like, fun again Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing, yeah, and that's where I end. I mean, 
I had like American football. Actually, sorry, I did was trying to think American football, and the only thing I was thinking was um, if like a team was uh, so far ahead, they would then have to play with I don't know like greased gloves or something, which made it harder <laughs> for them to catch the ball if they're attacking. Some something like that. See, but you know what we've done really in this episode, we've just tried to make sport more fair. Yeah, what we've tried to do. Yeah, yeah. I think we tried to make sport more fair. And do you know what it is? I think that's what the problem is. When it comes to F1, we know that Mercedes are going to dominate a season. We know that Manchester City are going to dominate the football. Do you know what I mean? It's all of these things. And I feel like we've actually had some pretty plausible ones that we should pitch. So if the FIA want to come to us, if the FA want to come to us, if who, who oversees boxing? I don't know what their like, regulatory body the, is. The International Boxing Commission, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. The World Anti-Doping Agency, we need to have Sky, them abolished. <laughs> Sky Sports, you want to come come, come get our ideas? Yeah, we'll sit on the panel for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that, that we had some banging ideas. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think that um, we'll have to sign that off. An hour and eight minutes of improving sports from all around the world. <laughs> Um, if you do have any suggestions for how you'd improve sports, if you're listening to this, because there's probably plenty that you can think of, even if it's something a bit more obscure, like extreme Frisbee. I don't know how you'd make it more exciting. <laughs> Setting the Frisbee on fire, maybe? Setting <laughs> the people? Did, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I did have, it was a boring one in terms of suggestion. I did have golf tournaments could be replaced with crazy golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've just got Basically. Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger yeah. Woods kind of playing crazy cup, like spinning windmills and like. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how good you really are. Yeah, <laughs> love that, that one right, as that well. It, yeah. Love that one as well. But yeah, if you've got any ideas for uh, how you'd um, improve any sports that you're particularly fond of, um, hit us up with a tweet um, or pop us an email at castingviewspod at gmail dot com. Oh god, that was a terrible, terrible saying that was. But I won't mess up the next bit because I'm thinking about it before I say it now as well. That's a problem now. So with what we'll do. <laughs> is we'll leave you, as always, by saying we know that there's many podcasts from which you could choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views.